I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, I'm Johnny Owen, and this is the Best 11 podcast from TalkSport. Mark Webster and I ask our guests 11 questions all about their love of football, from their earliest memories of the game to how their matchday rituals have changed over the years. And at the end, they'll tell us their best 11, a team made up of anyone who's ever played for their club, along with a manager of their choice. Will they pick a cult hero from the past to lead the line, or will they go for a young whippersnapper from the modern era? It's totally up to them, because it's their best 11. Our guest today is a multi-talented bass guitarist, singer, poet and composer. He was the original bass player in Public Image Limited before developing a successful solo career and forming Invaders of the Heart. And as well as making his own music, he does a lot of work in the local community, helping aspiring musicians to realise their potential. It is, of course, the brilliant John Wardle, a.k.a. Jar Wobble. John, welcome to your best 11. Can you start by telling us who you support and why? I support Tottenham Hotspur. And I support Tottenham because of Jimmy Greaves. Simple as that. Absolutely superb player. Uh, Funny enough, we've got a guy that's on the par with him, with Harry Kane, you know. Oh, he's a good player, isn't he, Harry Kane? I wish, that's I wish a, he was Welsh. It's a big gap <laughs> between Greaves and Kane, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. You, you may have noticed, but yeah, I can see that. So, because Jimmy Greaves was uh, from just up the road from where you were, uh, in, you're in, you're a Stepney family, weren't you? He's just along in Dagnum originally, wasn't he? Wow, well, that was a million miles away. Of course it was. But they were country livers. So <laughs> we'd get the, the old green line out to relatives at Romford and Dagnum and all that, and that was the country. I kid you not. That yeah. was going to the country for the day. It was very exciting. <laughs> I mean, I, I, somebody said to me once, I always thought the district line was the line that was the most overground, but apparently it's the central line because it goes right out to Essex. It does. Ainault. Yeah. I said Ainault. That's, yeah. that's part, and that's, I drove a, a tube train on there. Yeah. And yes. that's where you could you could you could get the old speed up a bit on those eastern <laughs> regions of it, believe it or not. Well, you, you, know, you know, as long as you had to stay within the speed limit, speed limit but you, you, you could do it. The Met, the Met out in Middlesex, Shelfant St. Latimer and Watford and all, that's where you, that you get up to British rail speeds. Oh, you know, so. you, anyway, you, you, you started me off. No, no I good. love this. I love I this. Yeah. Do you yeah. pull a handle back? Is it? Is that how you steer? Because that would be really cool if you pulled a handle back to speed it up. Is that yeah. how it works? It, with a throttle on the left. The, the, on the uh, left hand, yeah. I, I think it's all different now. It's all push button and nah. completely digital. You know? But where you came from, Stanley, then, it, it, was there any conflict to football teams? Because you, you've there's other options available around that part of the world, isn't there? All the family were West Ham and Millwall. 
Ah. So old man was Millwall. He used to jump on the back of the cart with his brother Terry, become a priest. And um, they'd hitch a lift to see, see Millwall at the den, the old den. Um, and what, they considered West Ham as posh. Horse and cart through the tunnel. Yeah, you still had horses in them days, obviously. Even when I was, you had to drag horses and all yeah, that. Yes. You know, you'd, you'd see horses about. You know, the totters used to use to use horses and all that. Um, you know, they'd, they'd go about selling things and, 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 and picking up, like, the old kind of rag and bone men, really. You know, all that stuff, you know. And um, so, just going back a few years, my Uncle Kenny died. And, I went, and, of course, the weight was at West Ham because most of them were West Ham. And his brother, Ray, who I liked very much, and we always used to get into each other about Tottenham and West Ham <laughs> all the time. And he said to me as I walked in there, I bet you love coming here, don't you? And I said, Ray, I've probably got more happy memories of this ground than you. <laughs> oh, ouch. Very good. Ouch. Yes. Very good. So, as uh, as a fan, obviously living where you live, what are your earliest memories? What what would have been the first games you'd have seen then, John? But the first game I saw, I could can't remember it that exactly the way most people do. It was either Stoke or Southampton. It was red and white stripes, and we won. Yeah, reasonably comfortably. You know, I think we kept a clean sheet. I remember that, but, but the most striking memories of those early 70s of games would be the Wolves' second leg, UEFA Cup final, oh, 72. Yeah. Just so, it was a sultry night. I've never known a ground as packed as that. It was like sardines in in there. And what a tense game. We, we'd, we'd beat them up there, and it and we come back, we're by the odd goal, and we come back, and it was 1-1. Mullery scored, got knocked out, scoring it. And then they played. They played us off the park. We had a low block. Didn't call it a low block in them days. No. But um, we held on. They, uh, Nicholson went in their dressing room after Billy Nicholson. Apparently, said the better team seemed lost. You know. Is that what he said? Was you? you but was, we defended well. You, were you a shelf boy, John? Was that where you used to go? Which, which area? Yeah, I was a shelf boy. Yeah, it wasn't really Park Lane or Paxton. You know, I was. I was up in the shelf. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's why I always think Tottenham fans had a better understanding of the game. Because we'd see the whole game from a good position on the side of a pitch. Oh. It's unusual to have a popular side, as you know. It's normally a popular end. Yeah, with, with I a, had you know, that so exact experience at Upton Park. Is I I I've done in my time both ends and both sides, and obviously at Upton Park it was the chicken run, so very low. And annoyingly, as I got older, the opposite side, slightly higher up. Guess what? You get a better perspective of watching football. That's right. But it's not That's necessarily right. as yeah. much fun yeah. for the younger yeah. fan, is it? No, well, I've been in the chicken run. You know, there's great atmosphere there, but the but the shelf, there was something else. You know, you had you had the you had a great view. You'd have to jostle your way in and all that, but you, but there was a great atmosphere as yeah. well as a great view. Yeah, you know, it was terrific up there. Unless things were going badly, and then you got a lot of vitriol and all that, of course. <laughs> and there's right. been a few times that's happened. Can you tell? You just mentioned Jimmy Greaves being obviously the reason why you supported uh, Tottenham, John. Was it another favourite player as a kid you had for Spurs at that time? Uh, oh, Chivers Gilzine was probably my favourite. Was he? It, it became my favourite. I love Gilzine. He didn't look like a footballer. No. But what a master of! I've never known a player no angles as well. You know, as well as he did, it's so a little glancing headers, little death touches, little bit of the deli alley about him. Actually, you know, Very you true. know, uh, Martin Peters. Martin Peters really reminds me of Deli Alley. You know, uh, great. Uh, a lot of the good work is off the ball. 
comes in at the far post, ghosts in and all that, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. And of course, Peter's famously swapping for Jimmy Greaves uh, in that in that one of the biggest deals in football at the time as well. Alan Alan Gills is interesting. He was that guy, balding fellow. Didn't as you say, didn't look like a footballer. But it, famously, that ball used to skid off of that paint, didn't it? At, at, at the strangest yeah. angles. That's right. And, and you'd see you'd, the great thing I like with him. When it was a needle game, I remember we played West Brom or somebody. It was three two. It was lots of elbows going in, lots of bitterness. And I remember him going as we won three two, scrappy goal from a corner, I think. And he went up to the West Brom centre half and did a certain gesture <laughs> right up in his face, which and endears him to the crowd, of course. Job done. I always felt sorry for those. I mean, unlike now, ironically, where you know short hair is fashionable and and, and crew cuts and all that. In the mid seventies, with long hair, everybody had long hair, and then in the, so, the mid seventies, so, those players, you know, who couldn't grow their hair long, went. But it must have been so difficult, so they try, wouldn't they? And that well, was the point. They try and grow this. Ralph Coates, Ralphie Coates, yeah. the, the biggest comb over, over ever in the world. <laughs> yeah, and he used to yeah. fly off. It would be at sort of like it would be at right angles to the ground, wouldn't it? And possibly four foot in the air, or from <laughs> yeah. his head. Ralph Coates, he he of the rising drive. <laughs> yeah, this one shot, the rising drive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, glancing headers and rising drive. Rising drive. Wow, that's that's a book. That's there a book it is, title. the yeah. title of your yeah. book, yeah. forthcoming. Now tell us, because of course, at some point we we're going to enter the wacky world of jar wobble, which means that I'm going to guess music starts to take over your life. But in terms of your match day rituals, did you have a certain way that? You oh, the whole the thing was a ritual. Oh, wow. So because most of them were Millwall West Ham, I, I, I made my first sorties over at Tottenham on my own. Wow. So it was quite a big deal, 10, yeah. 11 years of age, you know. And the whole thing was magical for me. And in the end, when pe- Millwall mates had come over to see games with me, and in the end, I nothing but Tottenham mates, you know, um, basically. But every part of that journey, I'd, I'd suck it all in with my eyes, you know, every station, every smell, you know, some of the smells unpleasant, but you know, you'd make your way out. Cause you had the smell of tobacco smoke yeah. hanging dense in the air, but I'd get the, I'd walk up to Whitechapel, get the Met line to Liverpool street. And then you had Bethnal green, Cambridge East road, Acne downs, Retry road, Stamford Hill, um, Seven Sisters, Bruce Grove, yeah, every station, you know, it was like fantastic. And then you'd, every time you saw the ground as you walked from the stadium, from the stage, from the train, in fact, you'd see the see the stadium. It would get hard leap. All all football fans know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you look at the stadium, you know. So the whole thing, I'd get there early. That changed, but I'd become a drinking fella. Getting, I'd be in there at half time, you know. <laughs> but um, the whole, the, everything about it, every the the green bays of the pitch, that early season, that is a course yeah. before the sand went down. Yeah, you know. I I, I can almost picture with you now, John. We would, you, would they pick, obviously the train or the bus, whatever it is you get. Would they pick up fans on the way? So would it get fuller and fuller with Spurs? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. And um, you'd, you'd end up. By the time you got to Seven Sisters, they'd be piling on. Yeah, you know, um, and it, and 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 the excitement. The, but you know that that I'm talking to the senses. One of the noises it, it is hundreds of people talking. It makes a certain constant noise, yeah. and it's a, a a murmur of anticipation. Everyone's everyone, even the old people, are, are quite quietly excited. 
you know, about the forthcoming game. Beautiful. You get yeah. caught up in that. Unless you're in a relegation, which we had once, and then it's awful, awful feeling. You yeah. Know? And then the, the, the actual light seems darker than it usually does, you know. So true. You know, the different emotions when you're in different parts of the table are, are really... Um, David Moyes said a really interesting thing about West Ham, didn't he? When, you know, what's it like, you know, the pressure of trying to get in the top four when there's no pressure? I really enjoy it. The pressure is, like you said, when you go, when you're fighting relegations, there's, there's yeah. a certain darkness, isn't it, in, in every, involving every game almost. You know, a dread, that's the word, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I do think there's a bit of kidology there because they will, they've got a couple of injuries, they'll be nervy. <laughs> because they will be thinking, maybe we can nick that fourth spot. Oh, you he's know, starting to shake his head. It's the maybe that's killing me, John. It's the maybe that's killing me. Well, all my West Ham fan mates, they're completely realistically down to earth, always expect disaster, yes. which is as it should be. That's right. the annoying thing about fellow Spurs fans. You know, we have these high expectations and we just end up very disappointed, <laughs> ultimately, you know. We, we yeah. all get it horribly wrong. We pitch it wrong, yeah. don't we? Oh, yeah. What about now, John? I mean, have yeah. you been to the new stadium and things? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, and it's very nice. I went up in what was the shelf. It's very corporate. Food was nice. You know, <laughs> you know, it's, it's all good. It's all good. I, I, I think the only way you'd have a great, terrific atmosphere there is if you have a winning team probably playing good football mm. and that's the only otherwise you risk this the corporate kind of atmosphere you know certainly in large segments of the ground yeah it's a, it, yeah. but it's a, they've done they built a brilliant brand new football stadium and you hey they've got a great they've got a great business model that in the long haul will probably do well in spite of football. Yeah. You know, because they're going to have boxing matches and all that. That's that's the long term. I do worry about exactly where a successful winning Tottenham team appears in the middle of all that, to be honest. It's been a long 20 years. You know, I'm 62. I think I've got the right to get the up and think, come on, (laughs) Tottenham should be winning one or two things. Yeah? Yeah. You know, lovely stadium. Well done. Very nice. Good luck with the pop concert. Give me a cup. But could we just win something? (laughs) Do the job. Can I... Obviously, we've heard the sort of beginning and end of the rituals. Let's do a bit of music here. Let's Because, of course, during the course of these two eras of you, you, you've had this music career. So how did football fit in when you were in a studio on the road with bands? Oh, very simple. In the early 80s... I would, as soon as the Tottenham, the, the draw for the Europe came in, because we were in the, the older UEFA Cup at that point, I would book as many concerts as I could based around Tottenham's matches. <laughs> Simple as that. And um, we'd go, and sometimes it would get quite um, feisty at some of those games, yeah. you know, as a supporter, you know. So there was a few scenes on occasion. But, yes, I, I loved, I mean, that was a great period for me. The 70s was, was good, apart from going down. And we and yet Tottenham somehow has a history of making incredibly poor decisions on occasion. I mean, yeah, Terry Neal come in, just made no sense to any of us. And we went down. But, of course, the great thing when you go down, you it's like pruning a plant. It comes back stronger. And we come back with Birkenshaw. We come back with the Argentinians. 
It was great huddle. And then we sacked the manager. <laughs> you know, Bergenshaw. So one step is so our pace has always been two step forwards, one step back, really, in essence. But but the eighties was a great time. That was a great time did, because I'm in that age. I could really enjoy it. Yes. You know, yeah. were, were you in a group and did you have a group of musicians around you, roadies and that, who were football people as well? Or did you drag them all along? Um, oh, a few have been dragged along. You can imagine as drivers. What, <laughs> you will attend the game with me. You will be enthusiastic and you will drive me to the gig after. So that still goes on. Oh, good. I'm afraid to say. And I, one, one regular bunch, well, regular bunch of mates, Terry Penton, Woody Connors, Gibbo, um, David, Dave Lynch. So right the way up to fairly right, David picked me up, the cab driver, he picked me up at Houston to the game, you know. Uh, and then at Ritual, I take my sons are both Spurs fans, which they vehemently criticised me for. Just, <laughs> just, you know, Jamaican, we'd have Jamaican food before the game. It was our Ritual for years, you know. Um, we'd, we, an Irish pub, up the high road, up near Bruce Grove, um, see the boys. I'm teetotal now. Don't, well, I don't drink for many, many years, so I'd have a lemonade, and then I'd get we'd go with Jamaicans. I've got to tell you, I've been watching Tottenham today. I have me running shoes by the chair. I kid you not. And she, you know, she looks at me askance. If we start to lose, I don't say anything. Shoes come on, ten minutes to go, and I just go out and I run. Elderly, portly bloke hurtling up the road. The I run like the it. wind to get away from the feeling of defeat. You know? We talk about this all it's the time. Nuts. Things we all do. Mark can't watch a game. I do push-ups now, John. What's that about? I don't even know. Oh, I'm your man. Well, what I do, one of the things I do just to get attention, um, 30 sit-ups in 45 seconds. Yes. Uh, uh, squats, squats. Yes. yes. 40 press-ups. That's what I can do without getting, you know, that's it, to exhaustion. Doing them properly all the way down. Yeah. Standing on one leg for a minute each side. <laughs> Yeah, three pose, I suppose, technically, is what we're talking. Yeah. Better if you put your hands above your head, strengthens the core more, yeah. you know. And then I'll do I'll do the proper sit-ups for a minute non-stop to exhaustion, you know, proper wow. sit-ups. Yeah. And, then and, that's what, and then Arnold presses, the standing Arnold pressings. So you've got your weights in both hands and you're up from the chair and then above your head down. Do 30 of them non-stop. <laughs> and you, 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 you feel your... Oh, you've, you've kind of got some of the tension out of the way. My God. Well, Spurs play better then, John, yeah, don't they? Yeah, we play yeah. better. That's we're, what happens. We're yeah. grown men. Well, we're this, grown men. The, the downstairs, downstairs telly's on the blink, so they, they've got to come and take it, wait to fix it. This is how pathetic I am. So I've got to watch the, te- I've got to watch the telly upstairs, and I think probably good omen. That's, that's throwing a spanner in the work somehow in terms of watching the game. We might win because of that. That's how pathetic football <laughs> fans are. The lucky pants, lucky socks. Never ever tell you the front stuff. room again if you win. Oh, dear me. Well, exactly. That's what. That's it. Then you can't ever watch TV until you hit a losing streak again. You can't watch Teddy downstairs again. Oh, that's exactly. Word. That's how it works. It's a good plan. It's a good plan. Brilliant. John, have you got a favourite player now? Well, I, I really like Son. I think he's the the, the, the modern striker. You know, it, yeah, he's the epitome of that. But at the, he's Forbes dipped a little bit since this documentary on him. Apparently, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I would, really? Not the Tottenham documentary. It was a documentary on him. His form seems to have dipped a bit. End and belly at the moment. I think he's an incredible player. Yeah. If he was in a proper proper team, he'd be a worldwide name. I mean, he. he to be honest, a guy like that deserves to be in Barcelona, Bayern Munich. He's an incredible player, this boy. Would your worry be that that Son ends up as the star of the show in terms of 
I mean, the the whispers getting louder about Harry Kane's future. I'm more worried about Lee. Son leaving than than um, than Kane. Yeah, I I I think he's uh, uh, just about every top elite team in Europe would have Son and would highly rate him as much as Kane. And really, if you're really going to be smart, you'd buy both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a very sure. good point. What a what you, a purchase that would be. Do you be. know, John? My daughter yeah. moved to London about five six years ago, and she ended up living in Manor House. And uh, she, she, I lost her to Spurs, you know. Oh, and uh, she's, the tragic, reason, I know, and, and she loves Spurs now, and, and she loves Son. She went, I just really liked him, and it's interesting that you know so he, he seems. You can see why he's got a lot of film made about. He's a likable character as yeah, well. Yeah, he's got that. He's a very likable guy. Puts a shift in. Yes. Got great movement. It it he works very well with Kane, but in the times before Mourinho, when Kane was out. Son would depardise for him really well. And he yeah. relishes, I think, having a free roll up front. Yeah. It, you know? it, it and could. one of the shame, he, he's such a, a an accepting guy. You know, he really accepts his, in a way, Lucas Moura does. They don't ever moan. It's, it's, it's a pleasure to see players like that. Can I, um, have you acquired favourite piece of memorabilia or a memento across the seasons? With Tottenham, um, people are lovely, like me old Piago, she died, Helen, she used to send me Vintage Tottenham programs and stuff. Nice, what well, stuff I would have had back in the day. Don't put it, but which is lovely to have a look at, you know. But memorabilia. Yeah, I've got, I've got um a couple of shirts here from from like Calderwood, Colin Calderwood shirt from years ago. You know, but I'm not really. I don't even bother about my own mementos. You know? Really, I don't you... keep posters for gigs. No, in fact, I got a lock up full of stuff that just accumulated over the years, and I was going to bin it all. <gasps> And people have gone mad, so you can't do it. You are joking. Yeah, yeah, it means (laughs) means nothing to me. I don't archive anything. I'm in now. You know, know, when I do deals for catalogue, okay, where are the masters? We'll send them. I don't know. I don't know where the masters are. They have to cut from the original records because I didn't keep the masters. Do you know that? I I would have erased over the masters probably. But I think that's the artist. The artist always looking forward. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it. just it's a, it's a mentality. Yeah. It has to be a mentality, doesn't yeah. it? Although, yeah. funny enough, yeah. I went and did. I went out to Woking to interview uh, Rick, the drummer with uh, from the Jam, Rick Butler, and Rick Butler, and he is basically like chief archivist for the Jam, and he says that's basically always the drummer's job anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like they keep all the, the backstage passes. It's funny you say posters. that. I saw Martin Atkins. Who used to uh, be in, he was in Pill. He he he, he come in j- just a year or so before I I went, and we were mates. We we hung out on the road and all that. We go for a beer and everything. And uh, Martin's a great collector of stuff. And the drummer I got now, they they collect all the t- the posters, all that stuff. You know, I don't bother with any of it. I'm t- you know not bothered as at all. As well as someone you know. is, because this stuff is gold. Yeah, gold. well that's what. There's a couple of universities that contacts me wanting to possibly have an archive because these are because you know I've got a longish career now and I have got stuff. But I said to them, "Well, you can have a route through me lockup. I'm not going to do it. It just bores me to tears." Do you know? Because I'd much rather be working on something new now. Johnny, this is you your know. next documentary, Jar Wobbles Garage. Yes. I mean, we let's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> sort of like one of those sort of like you know, it's like the, the secret of the Sphinx. It's, it's like opening up Tutankhamen's uh, yeah. sort of tomb. Isn't it? I, I mean, oh, yeah. I've got loads of cassettes. There's some. There are a few masters in there, oh, but wow. there's tons of photos, wow. um, posters from the original from gigs and all that stuff. Yeah. 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 I mean, I sold my 
my bass. When I was, I got into trouble with drink and drugs. I went and sold the bass that I played metal box on, the <sighs> Jesus and Mary chain, and they and they. So I bought it in the room. They opened it up. Said, "So this is the very bass." I think for them, the case opened and light shot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> is this really the bass? And I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me the money. I'm going to get down a pub. Big deal. That's my attitude, you know. Yeah. 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 Wow. Just get the keys off of, let's get the keys off a of wobble and we're around there. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I wonder if there's a few, is, there might be a few football kits in there because we're going to ask you next. Have yeah. you got a specifically favourite Tottenham kit? Yes, I have. It's the away kit, very rarely used, which was the exact reversal of the white with a blue badge. It, it was blue with a white badge. Oh, right. You would see it with a double team when they played teams like Preston, when they played teams with white shirts, then they would wear that. And you can still get that old vintage shirt. It's fantastic. Blue blue shirt, Tottenham, you know, obviously away with white shorts, blue socks, superb. I cannot yeah. picture that. That's amazing, yeah. I got. Well, I don't know why they, they should always have a blue shirt in play. I don't get it's it. Part a proper blue history. shirt. Yeah. Dark blue shirt, white badge. Wonderful. You'll see pictures occasionally of Dave McKay and people in yeah, it. Yeah, Cliff Jones, it I think I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. Preston or Derby, yeah. any teams with white shirts. But yeah, of course, yeah. you'd more often not you'd see in black and white and wouldn't get the the, the full majesty. That's of, right. of the Tottenham right. blue, yeah. would you? That yeah. would make yeah. sense. Yeah. Ah, and yeah, also right. the clever thing of just doing a mirror opposite of your home kit yes. as your away kit. Clever. Exactly, exactly. And you didn't have sponsorship on the shirts then and all that. Of course, oh. you know. Simple but effective. That's for sure. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm going to assume. Do we are we going to go back to the start of the conversation in terms of a team that you got a soft spot for because clearly you got family and friends to account for in this conversation? Or have oh you? my god, yeah, well, right. Where do we start? There's a few teams I've got a soft spot for. Local team, Stockport County. My, my oh, younger boy played for them for a while. Oh, um, right. He gave it. Up. He plays music, and he's at uni in London. Still plays non-league. Plays for um, Beaconsfield. Oh, oh, yeah. Brilliant. Right yeah, yeah. He's out there. Obviously, all this season got. Scrubbed. I think they they go they go again, don't they next year? But so me and him always talk about county. Always wish them well. Shame to see Gannon go. AFC Wimbledon, mm-hmm. um, Cherry Red. Who I've got a long involvement with. They've definitely got all my catalogue, and they're good friends of mine. And I go and see AFC Wimbledon with Ian, the owner, quite often. Fan owned club. Love all that. Love all that. Love yeah. the vibe there. Um, Wickham. The other guy there, Adam. Um, he's got a big involvement with Wickham Wanderers. Obviously, they're having a big season. Such a shame for them the punters can't come in. And we we played them in the cup. Yeah. And couldn't and that's it would have been amazing, you know. So I like to see Wickham do well, Wimbledon do well. Um, I, I hate hate to almost admit this. I shouldn't admit this. I I don't begrudge Millwall. Or West Ham, when they have a bit of success, I don't actually begrudge them. Believe oh, yeah. it or not, you're too. Kind, believe John. it or not, Thank you know, a lot of Spurs fans probably want to kill me for saying that, but I do, do that. I don't want their success to last very long, and I don't want it to be at our expense. <laughs> but there you go. And I, and I don't know why Fulham. I've got to be honest, I don't begrudge Fulham. They are quite like it's my like a lot of people. It's me favourite away ground. Yeah, you know, by the river and all yeah, that. Yeah, that's great. And um, I really like Scotty Parker. I think he should be the next Tottenham manager. There you go. Oh, yeah. You know, great, a proper guy, proper guy, you know, proper geezer. I, th- I think he looks like he's learning his trade very well at Fulham, even though they're That's struggling. Right, yeah. And he I- looks to me a guy that will be up to speed with modern tactics, 
and will be a great man manager. You know, um, don't take any nonsense. Um, it looks like you can see he doesn't try and give it, pretend he doesn't care. He really cares. He does. You know, he does. Yeah, and yeah, as dapper yeah. as they come on the touchline, as we are. He looks say. the part. I like doesn't the look he? of him. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that yeah, makes sense yeah. for me as well. Can I ask you then, John? Let's let's talk a, a, a little bit at this stage about the music because uh, as we speak, I'm actually talking about Tottenham. <laughs> I can tell, yeah. I, I, and we yeah. will return to your to your second most favourite. Well, possibly favorite. it's funny me me me, me boys, <laughs> me older boy boxies, you know, and we all do. We've got we've got a family album out. It's just we're about to come out, so ah. we all. I mean, Mrs. Plays, yeah. So we we Tell all make music. Tell us about that, then, please. But we, but we all, we we never talk about. We we'll go and play. We never talk about music ever, ever, oh. ever, ever. It's oh. football and boxing. I'm making That's you it. do it. This is this, yeah. this, you've, got, you've got to pay the piper now. You've got a record yeah. out, John. Talk about your record. <laughs> right, but the family album's called Guanyin. Me, Mrs. Born in China. She's out of China. Come to Liverpool. Imagine that, can't you? Yeah. She was denounced. In the Cultural Revolution, wow. wearing gold braid, and I do say to her, "Bit strong at the time." Does sound a bit revolutionary <laughs> to me, to be honest. Yeah, I'm just trying to play Even devil's advocate. Anyway, <laughs> so it got it got a bit dicey, but um, so she came to Liverpool. You know, being in a comprehensive school where pupils are declining to follow the teachers' instructions, quite a big deal for her <laughs> to see that. Um, but anyway, so we played Chinese kind of kind of style, but dub. Quite funky. They can all. We can all. She's a great player. We can all play. Um, me younger boy plays. He, he, his stage name is GZTN. So he's got. He's got um, a bit of a kind of minor hit going on there. Uh, bubble to with bubble tea. You know, yeah. Some drink they all have. Um, and I think it's been some bubble tea companies picked up on it. They've had tons of hits and all that. So he's doing all that as well as uni and playing football. Um, so we got to, it's called Gran Yin, the album, and, and the best track is called Dim Sum. That's out. Dim Sum and Gran Yin, the title track already out digitally. The album's coming out in a week or two. We're doing that record store day. So we got that going on. I've got a Tottenham song coming out. Really? Tottenham always in my heart. Oh. Um, and the other thing I should mention is Tuned In, which is a community project started off in South London, in Merton. Um, we had to stop for lockdown, but we carried on on Zoom, and that's going to be restarting hopefully before too long. And it was mainly designed for older guys, maybe a bit socially isolated, maybe drinking a bit too much, that kind of thing, who maybe used to play a bit of music in bands or wanted to, to even learn how to play music now, play a guitar or whatever. So we started that big success. We end up with a lot of younger people, women. So across the board, all kinds of people come to that. We have a jam session and we've built a recording studio and Cherry Red, because they're my good mates, are putting the stuff out without taking any cut out or anything. It's incredible. So th there's a single called Uptown Lockdown that's out now as well. And they're good, some very good players there. You know, so I've had for the first time in years, I'm playing on stuff and think this is sounding good. And they kind of hint to me, maybe... We don't want you. We want this other bass player, and it's like, well, okay. So I'm a, I'm a little bit like the school teacher in Kez, you know, in yeah. this situation. I've got to be careful. I don't want to play on every track that's going on. Yeah. Yeah. This is the best eleven podcast from Talk Sport. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is the Best 11 Podcast with Johnny Owen and Mark Webster. Right, yeah, so yeah. now we're going to go, here's, here's the big question. We're going to go through your best Tottenham Hotspur 11. Um, so we always start with the goalkeeper. Uh, Pat Jennings. Pat Jennings. boy, one hand. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. There's never been a better keeper. Um, that's He was he was somehow un, underrated compared. He's God. He's better than Shilton, better than Banks. And there, there, better, there, Jimmy Rimmer was a great keeper at that time. Joe Corrigan was a great yeah. keeper. With yeah. only, only Leeds had maybe a slightly dodgy keeper with Gary Sprague. Gary Sprague, yeah. Welshman. Yes. You know, uh, maybe it's a bit cruel. Welsh international, but, you <laughs> yeah, know. But he, 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 was he was a bit suspect, they thought, wasn't fantastic. he? Yeah. yeah. And the fact that Jennings was probably the... Uh, you, you could easily argue the best goalkeeper in the world at Tottenham and then at Arsenal. Yeah. So he's, you know, to switch codes basically is an amazing achievement. And not and not be hated by the Tottenham. Some fans. achievement, yeah. That quite. came round about that time of the what we all saw as a crazy decision getting Terry Neal in. Yeah, you know, that didn't, like, didn't want to leave Tottenham. Let, openly says, let, yeah. The keeper does it. Doesn't matter if a keeper's legs go. Yeah, you know, it was just mad. But I saw him interviewed and they they said you consider yourself a Tottenham man or an Arsenal man. It's up Tottenham. Absolutely. Of course he did, you know. And I remember him making a lovely mistake, the one mistake he ever made against us in the FA Cup when he was playing for Arsenal. <laughs> so that was great. Hence in Joe Wobbles very yes. 11. Right. Are I'm you a bat four yeah. kind of guy? Um, I am indeed, yeah. I, my inclination in football is to sit deep and, and, and catch people on, the on you know, uh, uh, as a, uh, when I've done a little bit of martial arts, my whole ethos is not to get hit or hurt ah. and to, to keep moving and to hopefully you can catch them with a butt. I don't like getting hit, don't like chancing my arm, sticking my chin out. So I'm a cowardly kind. I'm a low block kind of guy. That's fair. I mean, yeah. that's the the, the, the the art of Kung Fu you've just described there quite literally, haven't you? So that's that will make perfect sense. So you're back four. Back four. I'm going to – it's either out of joking here at right back. Mm-hmm. 
or Stephen Carr. Okay. I'm going to go for Stephen Carr. He's going mm. for Stephen Okay, fair good, enough. Be, quite good coming forward. Yep, I like Joe Kinnear as well. Great manager. I'm going to go for Stephen Carr. Cool. Stephen yep. Carr. Centre-halves. Joe England. Tottenham always have to have a strong Welsh contingent if they're ever going to be successful. So our new Mike England is Joe Rodon. So that's good. <laughs> Mike England. Mike England, centre-half. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he's, he was a good manager for Wales as well. Really Mike good. Well. England, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was, yeah. yeah. Tough guy. Yeah. I saw saw him a couple of times, a couple, well, a few times against Peter Osgood. They seem to not like each other. Mm. Uh, I might be wrong, but they kick lumps out of yeah. each other. Uh, yeah, Tough yeah, lad, Osgood as well. Yeah, so yeah. that would have been quite. That would have yeah. been quite the battle. Great, and I have to say, with Osgood, great player. Osgood, short legs, long trunk, short legs, right? Yes. So Hates. Great centre of gravity. L- Great exactly. player. L- yeah, so he could dribble with the ball. Yeah. Right. Alongside yeah. uh, Big Mike England. I'm going to go for Phil Bill. I could go for Gary Mabber. I could go for the classier Ledley King. I'm going to go for Phil Bill, the most underrated Tottenham player of all time. I was going to say, he, he never used to... I mean, basically had to work his way from the subs bench to become a first-teamer as well, yeah. I seem to remember, didn't he? That's right. And he came at a time when sweepers, the number sixes were considered sweepers. Yeah. They swept up behind a big number five. Um, he was at a time you had Colin Todd, um, or, well, yeah, Bobby Moore. There was a multitude of great number sixes. That's like Emmy And Hughes he was such a job. tidy... He yeah. was always tidying up that... Tidying things up at the back. There you go. Yeah. Phil yeah. Bill gets in there. And your left-back... Cyril Knowles. Sorry. You know, I know I'm being old school weird, but what one of the along with Terry Cooper, the first overlapping left back. Yes. Terry Cooper at Leeds, of course, you know. And, you know, actually got a song in the charts named after him, so beat that. That's right, yeah. And his brother Peter, very good um player for Wolves, of course. Very skillful winger, I think. That's a good point, Yeah. yeah. But it's, I, I like it when you talk. People talk about things like this, John, because uh, you know that you know, Bill Nick played what they say now is really progressive football. Yeah. Kept the ball moving, always yeah. playing it forward, yeah. little triangle yeah. passes. Every generation thinks it's reinvented the game. You said something earlier on, which I re- re- the low block, but we just call that defending deep, didn't we? In our day, I mean, so there's always That's like that right. way yeah. of playing. You yeah, know? you sat deep, you sat yeah. deep, you sat deep. But Tottenham invented the modern game. Please just bear with me. Not 50, 51, <laughs> Rowe and all that. And then Arthur Rowe and then Buckingham, Vic Buckingham went off to Ajax and he converted Crife. Yes. So it was a Tottenham push and run thing. That, that actually, joking apart, if you track that back, I think you go back to Preston. That that triangles okay. around the pitch thing, turn of the century. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of Scottish players. Involved in that, you know, the, Scot- the Scottish game, as it was known when well, they came, the down, short yeah. pass of yeah, yeah. the Scottish, that sort of. Well, really, I didn't know. There you go. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, you and Tottenham. Right. One of the reasons Tottenham played with the white shirts is because of Preston. Was that the right? time they were being formed, Preston was big. And the funny thing is, '63, which is the one of the first televised games I can remember. Everyone got round the radio rentals TV. All West Ham. Old man begrudgingly, like, moaning because he's Millwall. Like, <laughs> not really bothered. Um, and I, I piped up, I want Preston to win. And the whole room went quiet. I was five. <laughs> and I turned around to me. And I wanted so, I wanted Preston to win. I want, and I wanted the Northerners to win. Nothing no, it's probably good, just as well I've ended up living up. North. Yeah, you've exactly. down one three two, I think. It was, it was your destiny, wasn't it? That's for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, a, a midfield four, would it be? Yeah, right. I've got to. I will go with Hoddle. Yeah. Um, Stevie Perryman. 
Nice. nice. I'm going to have to go with that. Um, I'm going to go with a free in midfield. I'm okay. going to go with Ardiles. Oof. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah fair I'm enough. I'm going to go with Ardiles as well. I'll have Ardiles and Perryman playing a little bit deeper. Hoddle pushing on a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm going to go with Kane, Son, and Greavesy Oof. up front. <laughs> Goals yeah. there. Yeah. It's lots of movement. You know, it'd be total football. Kane will be coming back sometimes deeper than Hoddle. Now, I know, you know, if I, if you gave me another five minutes, I'd come up with it. I'd even think of having Gilzini in there instead of Son, you know. you know, And I know I've forgotten Waddle, Gascoigne, mm. you know, so many great players. Elfie Con. Alfie yeah, Conn. a great player. Um, yeah. son. John Duncan, what a goal scorer. Across, across, I was, I was yeah. just going to chuck a name in the fair, John. Still seen, seen on the stadium. Uh, legend at Spurs, the great Cliff Jones. Oh, yeah. What a player he was. Well, don't, don't get, you're making me regret not having a winger. <laughs> so, you know, I might... Okay, let's put Son on the bench and we'll put Cliff Jones there. <laughs> All then crosses going in. Got, goal scoring I know. winger. I know. Yeah. What a you've, player. You've got, him, you've got great a diving bench. headers at the far post. Yeah. yeah. Coming, yeah. In, coming in off his wing, yeah. No, that's a decent yeah. bench you got there, but that's a big one because John yes. always asks. So there's two actually. I was going to ask you who you'd make a captain and then who you'd make your manager. Ah. Captain and manager. Oh God, I've not even had Mackay in here. I guess Mackay. How could you not have the, the the guy that led the double team? You know. But having said that, Stevie Perryman. Yes, Perryman, a great great leader. I so like I think I'd have Perryman there. Um, I have to say, I've got tremendous affection for the Harry Redknapp era. Loads yeah. of Spurs fans say this. They all say yeah. it. Exciting times. Great times. Time yeah. Well, I was down in I was down in the lower shelf towards the Park Lane end, um, and so I, I watched that left wing Bell, you know. And yet again, I haven't cho- chosen Bell, who at his peak was a force of nature. You know, he was an incredible player, and he come down that left there, you know. And Modric, it was a, it was a great, Van der Vaart, great team. The only thing I felt at times with Harry, occasionally you play away at teams like Everton. I was home and away at that time, still, you know. And you just think, Harry, it's a bit like Mourinho now. Why can't we just put the extra bloke in midfield and stiffen it up? Costs us so many games over the years, so we drop points at Goodison Park and places that we shouldn't have done. We're just too open. Yeah, you know? that's anyway, it's a little bugbear of mine. As a bugbear of mine was tactically, and he, I think when we went away to Milan, he did finally do the finger playing. We, one of them big games, he eventually played the extra man in midfield. You know, oh, right. we basically do a Moisey four five one rather than a four four two. Yes, you know? yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So, who, who has got who's who's your gaffer? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go McKay and Nicholson. Nicholson, okay. Okay. Yeah. Because how could you not go with a double team manager and captain? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, well, in fact, Blanchflower was a captain. Yes. Yeah, so I'll go with Blanchflower. <laughs> Danny Blanchflower. Danny Blanchflower and Biddy Nicholson. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's just put together, assembled some squads, hasn't he? Yes, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> you just I mean, realize... we've had some players over oh, here. That's God. what you realise. I mean, yeah. and like I said, even in the modern era, Gareth Bale in his first period with, with Spurs was was sensational. This, like, Gascoigne doesn't get in this team because you've got Ardiles, Perryman, Hoddle. It's a, it's a 
wealth. But I do love from. that idea of Son and Kane basically never holding their position and Greaves yeah. camped out on the six-yard line waiting for his tapping. That, <laughs> that's that, right. And yeah, there's, yeah. And there's well, your front three. I tell you, you'd love to manage that team. You'll be Elsa because you you know you know that when they or the guy at Southampton where they play in blocks of two. Yeah. You know it's it's three two 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 one. You know these these funny kind of shapes now. Yeah. It's, it's this modern fluid movement game. That's what you'd have there. Oh, brilliant. That's a great team. And Stephen Carr and Knowles would get up the flanks. Yes. Bombing True. on. Bombing yeah. on. Bombing on. True. Brilliant. Yeah. Fantastic. Thanks, John. That's been an absolute pleasure to talk I've to you. I've loved it, fellas. Thank you. The Best 11 Podcast from Talk Sport. Thank you for listening to the Best 11 Podcast. Don't forget there are new episodes out every Monday and Thursday. So join us for more football memories and another Best 11 very soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.